0: Hey, and welcome to the Aloha Church Podcast. We believe that full life is found in Jesus. And after this message, if you have any questions, please engage with us over social media or connect with us on a Sunday morning. All right, hey everyone. My name's Alex. I've been coming to Aloha for a couple months and just wanna say I absolutely love this church and this group of people. Um so yeah I'm going to be reading the scripture today uh comes from Luke uh chapter 10 verses 1 through 3 The Lord appointed 72 others and sent them two by two ahead of him to go to every town and place where he was about to go He told them the harvest is plentiful but the workers are few Ask the Lord of the harvest therefore to send out workers into his harvest field, go. I'm sending you out like lambs among wolves. Amen. Thanks, Alex. You can keep the microphone. Good for Alex. I'm like, Alex, do you play football? He's like, yeah, I play football in college. So, today's Super Bowl Sunday. Thought we have a you know football guy share the word. <laughs> yeah, Super Bowl Sunday. How many of you guys are football fans? Maybe not so much. Okay, Niner fans, some Niners. Not much. Chiefs, some, some. All right, how about you guys just like, just want the chips and nachos today? All right, we got some chips and some nachos. We got a football toss. I know Bud and Duke are out there already like challenging each other. Um, if you're like us and you're from Hawaii, you just vote for all the teams with the um, ex, um, with people from ties to Hawaii. Because all the Polynesians are playing right in the NFL. So I happened to go to a, a high school where there's like Tua came out of, Marcus Mariota, and Nick Herbert, and all these guys. So I was like, oh, this is the time I could actually show a little high school football picture of me, right? Say, Pastor Drew plays some football. So here you go, St. Louis High School. There I am. Like the hair helmet there. That's <laughs> it. That was a receiver. I was a receiver, and I was like, man, this is a good time to show um, uh, Michael played quarterback. And, uh, look at Michael. he's a picture. Look at that. Oh, Michael, quarterback, quarterback, receiver, uh, uh, preparatory school. And then I was like, you know what? This is a good time to show, and I was looking for Joel's, <laughs> some homeschool, you know, maybe. And, and then here's Joel playing linebacker. Is Joel running a rail route? And I think it actually probably took more hits than me and Michael combined. Those skateboarders. So, oh my goodness. So, there you go, Joel. Some uh, shred cred there, right? You wonder why? Like, why did Joel wear that fanny pack and those out this skater? All right, that's good. So, welcome. You don't have to play football to you know be here, but um, you can love the commercials. Yeah. Here's a little uh, Chiefs commercial. Uh, that I liked, that we might enjoy. So, Caesar, roll the the roll the tape. Is the sound on? Oops. It's a silent commercial. Hey, that's great. But who are the chefs? Rookie <laughs> mistake. Great googly mo. <laughs> <laughs> So the title of the sermon is called uh, Rookie of the Year. <laughs> this kid's a rookie. Andy Reid, that's, that's actually Andy Reed He's a coach of the, uh, of the chefs. And I love what Andy says of this kid who made a, probably a huge mistake, right? He's just like enjoyed the moment. Who are the, who are the chefs? Right? He wasn't like fired him. And I love that about just being a coach myself and coaching uh, junior high kids. It's just like enjoying just being on the team. Being on the team. Uh, we finished, I just finished two seasons, soccer season and flag football season, and as a junior high coach, uh, every kid has to play, right? Every kid plays. Although I think I didn't play one kid because it's close. Sorry, I just asked for forgiveness. But I usually send kids in and then they come off because there's a starters, right, starters are kids, they're talented, or coach's son, uh, <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> And then the other kids go in, right? Can I go in? Can I go in? Sure. You go in for like five minutes. And then sometimes the kids will come off and they're like, coach, did I do a good job? And it's so heartbreaking because I don't know what to say. (laughs) Like, I want to say, did you score? But what I've learned to say is, did you have fun? (laughs) You have fun? Yes. Then you did a good job. Now wait for the second half. You may go in for two minutes again. Mom, get your hammer ready. I look at um, rookie of the of the year, by the way, C.J. Stroud, Christian. Just saying, um, you're like, who's that? Don't worry about it. Um, when I look at Jesus is commissioning us to run with the gospel, we're gonna look at Luke chapter 10, where Jesus sends in like all the rookies, all the green bananas. They're not ready. He sends in the 72 other disciples, rookies. And they go in, in Luke chapter 10, and then they do all this stuff, this cool stuff, and they come back to Jesus with these big praise reports, like, whoa, this was happening, it's awesome. But the way Jesus responds to them is pretty cool. It's pretty really, really interesting of how Jesus responds to these rookies going to the game and coming back. And I think it, um, it kind of helps our, maybe changes our paradigm the way we think if we're rookies. Ordinary people commissioned to do super ordinary things in the world. And there's a fear oftentimes of trying to be successful and trying to score. Trying to, and then we're so, it keeps us sometimes on the sideline. And Aloha Church really believes that church is not just coming to hear one person talk and sitting. We're a missional church. We're on a movement. We focus more on the sending than trying to get everybody crowded in to watch the show. Because, I mean, you know, like I said, $50 lights, right? It's not about the show, man. It's about the world on mission. We want to equip you our church, to be on the same mission as Jesus. We want to remove all the fear and fill you with confidence and encouragement and pray for you and be together so when we're on mission, the same mission as Jesus, to go in our communities, in our schools, wherever we're at, wherever we're going, we want to equip you. We have classes. We have Bible studies. We have mini churches. We have prayer. We want to equip you. Because if you don't play, if you don't know the game, right, you don't know what you're supposed to be doing. It's a real big thing that we pray about and we really want to equip you this year in all areas of your life, in the full gospel, amen? Yeah. So before I get into this text, I'm really excited. It kind of just happened to land on Super Bowl Sunday and game day and I can show a picture of my high school experience. It's kind of cool. Good tes- a testimony of mine is a- that part of my life, but let's just pray. <clears throat> pray for 49ers today, and, just kidding. <laughs> Underdogs, baby. All right. Lord Jesus, thank you. You're not our coach, Lord. You came to earth, humbled yourself, born of a woman. You're fully human, fully God. You died for us. You invite us into your world. Lord, you don't need us in the world. You invite us. You invite us like a good dad, a good coach, a good father. You're so proud of us. We don't have to have a success like the world shows. You're just so happy that we're in your family, and we call you daddy. I love you so much, Jesus. Fill this place with your Holy Spirit, Lord. Our role is just to usher your presence. And Lord, I pray that people would already have experienced Jesus and the power of the Holy Spirit before they even walk into this auditorium. Lord, we pray that Mission Bay High School would be blessed and filled with the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Okay, so Rookie of the Year. Today, Luke 10, here we go. I'm going to... Read some, stop, give you some, uh, some tips, some rookie tips, rookie tips. All right, here we go. After this, so chapter 10, after this, you're like, what's in chapter 9? Jesus talked about the cost of following Jesus. There's a cost of following Jesus. He, he does, says all that. After this, the Lord appointed 72 others. So he appointed 72 others, the green bananas, the rookies, okay, the red shirts. He sent them two by two. Say two by two. Two by two. Ahead of him to every town and place where he was about to go. He told them, as you read the scripture last week and this week. Some cheering section here. <laughs> that sound travels, yeah. Like, you can hear your conversations, you're coming in there. So don't swear when you come in the lobby, okay? <laughs> I hear you. We hear you up here. We're doing worship, we're like, who's saying to me? Just saying. Jesus said, the harvest is plentiful, the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest. Amen? Go, he says, says go. Say go. Go. He tells us, go. I am sending you out like lambs among wolves. Oh, great. Do not take a purse or bag or sandals. We'll get to that in a minute. Like, I love my, that's all I wear is sandals. And do not greet anyone around the, along the road. This was because they may be distracted from the mission, right? When you enter a house, first say peace to this house. If someone who promises peace is there, your peace will rest on them. If not, it will return to you. Stay there eating and drinking whatever they give you. For the worker deserves his wages. Do not move around from house to house when you enter a town and are welcomed. Eat what is offered to you. He says, heal the sick. Say, heal the sick. Heal the sick sick who are there and tell them the kingdom is God. Has come near to you. But when you enter a town and are not welcomed, go into the streets and say, Even the dust of your town we wipe from our feet as a warning to you. And be sure of this the kingdom of God has come near. So, this is like his uh, motivating, commissioning speech to those rookies. You guys with me? So, a couple things we can take from this passage for us. Oftentimes we feel like rookies, like ordinary people, like green bananas, right? Their names aren't even mentioned. And here's what Jesus would say. It's a couple of things. So number one would be uh, pray before you go. So he, as he commissioned them, there was prayer in that. So pray before you go. We, prayer is a big ministry here at Aloha Church. We pray at 9.15 every, before every service. To me, that's the most powerful part, one of the most powerful parts of our morning. We share praise reports. People share praise reports, and it is very, very encouraging. Like things from people being healed of cancer to just stepping out and sharing faith to just, it's amazing. I love this moment. It can go on, and we wrap it up, and we pray, and there's like 30 people. It's growing. It's, they're fired up to receive, be hosp- hospitable. It's good to pray before you go. Prayer house, Station's roommates, they got together. all oh, they're not from San Diego. Station's from Michigan. I don't know, like something like this. Michigan people do this. When Hawaiians do this, we're like, "Hold right on, more like this." So, five girls praying for San Diego, praying for San Diego, and that's turned into and all these hundreds. You stay. she's so fired up about it. And now it's every Wednesday. Pray before you go. We want to pray for you as you go? You might be even going home today. You might be going to Super Bowl party. Maybe going going to work, going to school, going to your teams, going to, going to the gyms. Pray before you go. Prayer is a big deal. Number two, you don't have to be experts. You don't have to be experts. You don't have to be, uh, have a title or be a professional Christian, right? There were, there were the 12 apostles, like the starters, and then there was the ordinary people. And I heard this quote a long time ago. It says, Jesus doesn't call the equipped; He equips those who answer the call. Want to play? Yes. Put me in. Hmm. We'll equip you jesus equips the calls everyone gets to play is a term uh started by john wimber john wimber know who that is like started the vineyard movement 1985 went global Uh, John Wimber presented to the church. It says everyone gets to play. Everyone in the church has gifts and gets to be a part of what God is doing. It's not just for the professional clergy people. Before that, the, in the church, it was like only the priests and the professional Christians on stage with the ropes could do any of the healing, preaching, teaching, any of that stuff. And John Wimber is like, hey, you know what? Read Ephesians. It says the, the, Jesus gives gifts to the church for the equipment of the saints to do the work of the ministry. Apostles, pastors, evangelists, teachers, shepherds are gifts given to the church for the edification of the church. And in this room, there are people anointed and given special gifts. Every Christian has supernatural gifts. Some are apostles. And we go over that. We go over that in actually our our, one of our life classes, little life class plug, right? You're like, I'll write that down. Number three, Go with a partner. Go with somebody. He doesn't send them out alone because, you know, it's tough out there. You're lamb among wolves. You're gonna need support and pray and encouragement with somebody. You're not knocking on a lot of doors. You're gonna get. You're gonna face with a lot of opposition. You will be faced with opposition. Jesus is just preparing them for that. The Holy Spirit warned Paul. He's gonna be tortured and put in prison. And Paul's like, "Okay, let's go." And he's able to pray before he went. You're going to receive opposition. Have, some, have a partner. Have a friend. Cool story. Uh, mission Bay High School. This high school is a huge mission field. Right? Sergio, our, he tells a lot of stories. My neighbor is the track and field coach. It's public school. After COVID, went nuts. Uh, praying about it, uh, we partnered with uh, two other churches. And uh, Bud, our youth pastor... And Jesse, our outreach pastor, helped start a young life ministry here on campus. Check this out. Yeah, awesome, super awesome, right? Really cool. And then Bud shared this morning. He goes, like, they brought some pizza, and they're thinking, how many kids would show up to a Christian young life club, right? They said like 65 kids showed up. <laughs> yeah, crazy. Then they saw who Bud was, and next week we had a uh, 35 single mom show up. Just. Just kidding, bud. <laughs> Just kidding, bud. I <laughs> wasn't in the notes. I just—that's for bud. But that's cool. And the, next, the next week, I think 60 more kids showed up. That's really cool to share the gospel in a safe place. It's not about the pizza. It's like these kids are showing up. We're praying that the Lord will do something amazing in these kids' lives. And we're, and we're not showing up to the kids like, hey, come to church on Sunday. It's right here, right? It like, <laughs> they're having church right there. They're being the church wherever they go. Public school campus. We're so grateful to be on a public school campus. We're so grateful to be in the public all the time, amen? Wherever you go, go with a partner. Uh, stole this quote from uh, St. Teresa of Avila. This is pretty cool. I don't know who that is. I just found this quote. I want to throw some quotes in there. feel smarter. It says, Christ has no body on earth but yours, no hands but yours, no feet but yours. Yours are the eyes through which the compassion of Christ looks out to the world. Yours are the feet with which he is to go about doing good. Yours are the hands with which he is to bless others. So, if you're a believer, you're a temple of the Holy Spirit. You have Christ in you; His life is your life. Your identity is in Christ, and He empowers you to go. So, it's not you on your own ability to go, right? You, Jesus, in you. Get, he's, he uses us in the world. He's in us. That's beautiful. Number, I think, uh, five, don't try to be their savior, okay? Don't try to be their savior. They have a savior. His name is Jesus. He did all the work. We're just to go and obey. Send me, Lord, I'll go. Send me, I'll go. Feel the power of the Holy Spirit. Jesus is already, pre- he's, he's going to go there anyway. Jesus actually, you know, he, he, it's like I said this, we are tour guides, not auto mechanics. Tour guides show people what they might miss on their own. Look at that, look at this, look at that, look what God is doing, 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 God is doing. where auto mechanic is like, oh, that's wrong, that's wrong, that's wrong, that's wrong, it's going to cost you, you we, don't, we don't trust that, right? You're auto mechanics here, we trust you. The flex capacitor is $1,000. What? Okay. <laughs> be a tour guide. Show people where God is already doing in their life. You hear their stories, you listen, you pay attention, you slow down your life, practice being present. The Son of Man came to be with us. You're present in their life. You hear their story, and you recognize, you know what? That sounds like God is working in your life. They're like, whoa, well, yeah. That's all we're doing. Preparing the way. Oh, that's kind of cool. <clears throat> Uh, six or five oh, Six Got it Messed up Rookie mistake Just how I cut these bulletins bad Rookie mistake It's okay Sorry about that you got, If you got these uh, You're like this All right Messed up Travel light Carry no purse No bags No sandals No kids No strollers Thank God <laughs> oh, this is awesome. No stress He's saying right You have to prepare But don't over prepare because everything was prepared and you had, like, you know, a degree and you had all the finances and all, you, that's, your trust is going to be in your own work, your own preparation, your own, right? Anybody, that's, that's easier. Say prepare, but don't over prepare because you're never going to feel prepared. Right? You're not going to be prepared. We're going to pray and then when you go and the Lord speaks through you, you come back and like, ha, I went and God showed me this and I prepared and I spoke and this verse came out, of it was awesome, that's God working in your life. We're going to go, we're going to, we're planning a church out of our living room. We didn't have all, we're prepared, we weren't prepared and God is, everything that God does, we're like, God did this, did this, did this, finances and people and it's amazing Prepare, but don't over-prepare. Surely, Jesus is not telling me not to wear my slant, my slippers. Okay? You know what I mean? I love slippers, right? Flip-flops, sorry. Sandals. Surely, you ladies, carry the purse. You know, but he's just saying, what are saying? It's easy to be distracted when you have so much stuff. Get bogged down with all this junk we have. worrying about all of our stuff that, we're, that we don't need a lot of stuff. Be light, simplify your simplify, fly fly, 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 and you water your life. Amen. Number six, here's a big one. Don't worry about failing. This is important. Don't worry about failing. If you enter a town and they don't accept you because they will shake the dust off your feet and try somewhere else. People will reject you. Lots of people rejected Jesus, opposed him, killed him. He's preparing his disciples for rejection. All the 12 disciples were what? They were murdered. These are young guys, fishermen, ordinary people, doing super ordinary things, giving their lives to Jesus. I think sometimes church or this American, um, like, uh, achievement culture, successful culture conditions us to bring back to, like, Sometimes our church group, mini church, of like the success stories. We love the success stories. We love to hear the, uh, the, the cool things that happen in our prayer circle. We come back and like say, this happened, this happened, this happened, this happened, this person's healed. And we're like, it gets pressure. But don't worry about failing. I also like to hear, I didn't know, and I went Oh, I, I told the story when I was on the plane, and I hear all, the pastors like, the people next to me got saved, the whole plane got saved. And I'm like, wow, it's cool. And I'm sitting on the plane. The Lord kind of gave me a vision, a picture for this lady, and I, was, uh, and I didn't. I thought she's too. I was like, I don't want to say that. And I didn't say it. But I had this, I had, but was, the win was I listened to the Lord, and I had this little picture, and I was like, so that was good for me. A baby step, baby step. I obeyed. I was like, thank you, Jesus. I wish I could have said, I shared that with her and she got saved, but didn't. But I love those stories too. You know, say, I didn't know what to say. I walked up and I, whatever, I just said, Jesus loves you and I ran away. <laughs> like, good job. Right? Um, Jesus was more concerned that they went, right? Success and failure is not up to us, it's about us being faithful. Uh, Mother Teresa says, God has not called us to be successful, but to be faithful. That's a big quote, but that comes out of 1 Corinthians 4 two. It says, moreover, it is required of stewards, that's us, we're stewarding what God has given us, is required in stewards that they be found faithful. It doesn't say successful. So have you been faithful with what the Lord has asked you to do? Faithful, faithful, faithful faithful. And then one day, you're like, fruitful. Wow, thank you, Jesus. But want to be faithful. Faithful in starting something. Faithful in, I don't know, whatever God has called you to do. Be faithful in that. Um, Eight, go, but then return. Because they came back with joy. So serve in the world and worship with your church, right? The 70, return to Jesus And so do we. So we go in the world and then we gather together for encouragement, for edification, for training, to be equipped. We're not just like lone rangers out there. We have ministries connect to us. We have uh, full-time missionaries in uh, Eastern Europe. We don't say where they are, but they're connected to us. We're their home church. We support them. We carry their burdens with them. We, we offer them like resources. We pray for them. And they're going through a lot of persecution. But we're their home. We're their church. We're their family. We're the family. We pray that as you go out, you have a place to come back and say, hey, I went out and I, and I got beat up. I'm the only believer. Uh, we love you. We're praying for you. It's not so that you can give them you know, invites to come to our Easter service, right? <laughs> it's this today on Sunday's mini church is for us to be encouraged, to lay hands on you, to give you a resource, to help you, to guide you. That's what that's about. They went and they returned. And I love that. That's a good uh, tip, Right? Bible says in Galatians 6, 9, we pray this over you. From you says, so let us not grow weary in doing what is right, for we will reap a harvest time. We will reap at harvest time if we don't give up. Some of you maybe have grown, drawn, gone weary or tired or exhausted. You feel like burnout. I said, well, you maybe burn out. Sometimes people who burn out are putting all the effort on their self. You'll burn out. We know Jesus doesn't burn out. His fire doesn't burn out. If success is on him, that's not going to burn out. But it's so easy for us to feel, thank you. Yeah, That's mini church. Got it. Thank you, Terry. If you feel like you burned out, or maybe you're part of ministry and you're like, I'm just exhausted. Ask yourself, now, who was it about? It was it about your success and having to produce all these metrics? Jesus doesn't ask them for the metrics or the measurements or the attendance, right? He says, you went, come back, and we're going to see how he addresses it, which to me is one of the most important lines in this, in this sermon. I'm getting to it. So one more. Here we go. You guys ready? 11 o'clock. I'm going to wrap this up. Whoever listens to you, this is uh, Luke chapter 10, verse 16. Whoever listens to you listens to me. Whoever rejects you rejects me. But whoever rejects me rejects him who sent me. So rejecting God. It's not the most important part yet. The 72 returned with joy. Say joy. They go and they come back. They did all the stuff. They did all the stuff Jesus did, right? They be with Jesus. They learn from Jesus so they could do what Jesus did. That's discipleship. Here we go. They come back and said, Lord, and it's it a little weird here. It said, it said, even the demons submit to us in your name. What? Jesus replied, I saw Satan fall like lightning from heaven. I have given you authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and to overcome all the power of the enemy. Nothing will harm you. Then he says this. However, that's so cool. That's awesome. However, do not rejoice that the Spirit submit to you, but... Rejoice that your names are written in heaven. Huh. They come back with the metrics and the praise reports and those things are so awesome. The demons submit to us. That means they're casting out demons and then they're healing people and doing all, starting stuff. They're doing the stuff. And they come back all fired up to tell Jesus, to tell their coach, check this out. Look at And Jesus is like, that's awesome. However, the most important thing is to rejoice in is that you are going to be with me forever. Your name is written in the book of life. And I'm your, right? That's the most important thing. You already won. I'm going to go there anyway. I'm just preparing you, inviting you into the same mission as Jesus. What is success? Being with Jesus, being in the presence and understanding a full life surrender to God. That's it. So here's why. Final comments. You go on. Uh, So be more thrilled in being saved than being successful. That's number nine. Being more thrilled and being saved, having your name in the book of life, that is the ultimate, you're winning. The other stuff is, is practice, it's for us because Jesus commissioned us to go and do the stuff that He did. So, three reasons why. Number one is that to the degree that we are not thrilled to be saved, we will move toward legalism. Oh, gosh. Everybody say that. It's like, a, it's like a swear word here. Legalism or move towards religion. If ministry is not the overflow of joy in Christ, it will become an achievement of joy. It won't be in Christ, right? If our work is not coming out of joy, it becomes the desperate striving for the joy. And your salvation and your worth and your acceptance is the metrics and the success and the stories and the fruit tempted of producing fake fruit plastic fruit and counting plastic fruit because the fear of i don't need to be accepted Jesus warning him, man. that's cool that stuff happens but make sure it, the ministry is the overflow of relationship with Jesus amen amen so don't be more in love with the ministry or the sense of being someone important or with influence because that is a temptation often in ministry and then that's where there's you could get you know Paul says, don't lord over people you're in ministry because there's a lot of, we have seen it. Hopefully you haven't been up, there's spiritual abuse, there's exhaustion, there's like, ah, and there's that hurt. Okay, we want to guard your heart in that. Love Jesus. All the things that we do are from a heart of love. Number two, authenticity. To the degree that we are not thrilled to be saved, we will not be able to present Christ with authenticity as the all satisfying Savior, there will always be a sense of inauthenticity in our ministry and our witness, right? If He does not satisfy me, why am I trying to show Him to others? Yeah? It, your relationship with Jesus, it, it tells on you. You can tell when someone's been, like with Jesus. Like you can tell when someone's been, like at the beach, are they all sunburnt, like you were in the sun? It's on you. You don't have to even say, I was at the beach all day. Yeah, no kidding. You have that line, that neck, that wetsuit, neckline, like I can tell. Try to hide it, right? (laughs) You can't hide it. When you're at Jesus, it's on you. The Spirit of God is on you. It's evident. That's where the ministry comes from. And it's authentic. This is me. This is who I are. One thing I love when I hear people, they go to a mini church and it's like, wow, this is a mini church. Everybody's real real. We had a men's ministry, 19 people, not 20, right? I don't want to you know, church numbers. 40 people, 40 men, 19 guys. Start off, it was real, man. Guys are sharing. So they even heard a few, like, you know, cuss words. I was like, this is real. wasn't them Christian cuss words, too. There was a couple of cuss words, like, hey, it's like, is, this, is this being recorded? i kidding. I loved it. It was real. It was authentic. And people say, I went to that mini church, and everybody was like, just real. I'm like, imagine that. Wow, I said the church should, we could learn from like AA, right? It's like, I'm here, I struggle with this, it's like, I'm on the table. And you're accepted. Church is different sometimes. It shouldn't be, that's not how it was. Jesus' idea of church is a family, authentic, real. You don't gotta pretend, you don't gotta perform. You show up, right? Church is for sinners, hospital, for broken people. Um, and number three number C because it's Valentine's Day this Wednesday love right (laughs) love to the degree that we're not thrilled to be saved our love for other people will become compromised because what is love I wrote this down but to labor at any cost to ourselves to give people what is best for them what is fully and eternally satisfying that's love So worship team, you can come up. One question. Are you thrilled? (laughs) Are you written in the book of life? Is your name in heaven? We know the full gospel is not just about Jesus dying for you, your sins are forgiven to go to heaven, a passport. But be thrilled. Here's some things to be thrilled about. You don't got to write this down. It's a list. We should be thrilled about... Ready? Knowing that you are chosen by God in eternity, you are redeemed from the evil, every evil bondage. You are purchased for God's precious possession. I'm thrilled. We cheer for football today, right? Yes, you can clap right now. It's okay, right? That's good. Here's why we're thrilled. Christ has taken your place under the punishment of divine wrath. Thank you, Jesus. God has caused you to be born again. You're born of God, taking a heart of stone and giving you a heart of flesh. He has made you alive in Christ because you were dead and now you're alive and we're thrilled, amen? He's given you the gift of repentance and faith. Faith's a gift. He has forgiven all all your sins and declared you innocent before god we're thrilled we're thrilled there's more you stand righteous in the court of heaven and have peace with god amen amen station's jazzed up he has adopted you as his own child and made you an heir of eternal life with the inheritance of all his things Everything Jesus has, we have. His life is our life. God looks at Jesus, us and sees Jesus. A couple more. Is this cool? All right. Game's not till three. Four more. He has made his Holy Spirit dwell in you. Thrilled. I love that. He leads you in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Amen. He will bring you safely into his kingdom and present you blameless before the throne of his glory. Blameless and righteous. The word righteousness is deikosune. It's God's gift of righteousness. Righteousness is the ability, ability to see yourself as God sees you. In the fall, the fall of man, they saw themselves as naked, they saw, and their eyes were open. They were ashamed. That's the curse. Our eyes are, we're naked. That's curse. God gives you righteousness, divine ability to see yourself as God sees you, clothed in righteousness. What? Drop the mic. One more. He will give you a new glorious body in the age to come. That's our glorification. Amen. Thrilled. Amen. So praise the Lord. So today, if you're not thrilled, we're praying for you. Maybe it's this experience is a, like a to-do list. Christianity is not it's not a to-do list. Jesus already did it. It's finished. To tell die, he didn't stutter. I do sometimes. To tell die, it's finished. The work is done. Receive it. All that is yours. The moment, yes, Jesus, you don't have to even remember that list and there's like a hundred more things you are in Christ. It's all deposited to you. And then you learn it and get more thrilled every day. Let's pray. Jesus, thank you so much for being our God, for loving us, for doing all the work, for going before us, behind us, with us. You ask us to go. And many of us here, I pray, I do pray there are rookies here, green bananas, God. I pray they would say yes to Jesus today. Step out in faith. And then the mature would surround, these, would surround us. This church would be one of equipping, discovering gifts for the equipping of the church, the saints to actually do the work of the ministry with no pressure. <laughs> it's so fun. We love you, Jesus. Go before us. We pray for the Young Life uh, uh, ministry that started on Mission Bay campus. It would unite these churches, these youth pastors all fired up. We pray for prayer chapel that would um, bring together lots of worship leaders in San Diego and people praying and gathering together. For the kingdom of God, we are kingdom-focused, not church-focused. We're people-focused, not program-focused. This is a movement of God, not just putting on a service. Oh, my gosh. We love you, Lord Jesus. May we all stand today, worship, as we have a prayer team come up. We receive communion. We can bring our, our offering to God. And we, all those things as a way to say thank you, Jesus. We're thrilled. Amen. Aloha. You've been listening to the Aloha Church Podcast. If you want to learn more about living free in Jesus, please reach out to us. We hope God spoke something wonderful and life-giving to you today. Until next time, lots of love and aloha.